Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. Hello, hello, welcome back. So I'm going to be doing this podcast and there was a thunderstorm happening in front of me. Ooh, moody. Anyway, I'm really excited to do this podcast today because it's something that I feel very passionate about and I think a lot of my loved ones and friends feel exactly the same. And I think it's really important for those who, um, I suppose you could... Call myself, I guess, an influencer because I help people in terms of improve their health and well-being. So yeah, okay, I guess I'm an influencer then. But those who have influence on others, I think it's really important that we influence people for the better and for something positive to happen. And for me today, I want to do it to talk about sustainability and how you can, you know, be do everything to do involving health and fitness and nutrition, but put it into more of a sustainable sort of environmentally friendly way to go about it. Um, I think it's really important because it's just about making slight adjustments and making good habits in order to be more sustainable. So yeah, now let's firstly talk about exercise and how it can be, you know, more environmentally friendly. I think state the obvious, the first one is like outdoor exercise, duh. So that's from like going cycling, running, walking, all of those kind of things. That's promoting you being outside and, you know, not zero carbon emissions because you're just out there doing your thing (laughs) without any machinery really. And if you're using a bike, it's not giving off any CO2 emissions, yada yada. So that is really, really good. Um, my husband actually has got an electric bike now, so he can go obviously a lot further. So he goes on quite big cycling routes and stuff. Um, but sometimes he needs that little extra power for like big hills and things. So, um, yeah, and it, you can just charge it, uses up hardly any power to charge it. So that's quite a cool thing. Um, but the other thing is like walking in general, when I encourage people to do like 10,000 steps a day, you know, that's encouraging you to like walk to places, um, whether it's walking to your shop instead of driving down there or um, just getting out and getting some fresh air rather than driving to the gym or whatever, just to go and walk on a treadmill, those kind of things, making good habits that way. Could you make slight adjustments? Is your gym actually quite close to you? Could you cycle to the gym? Could you actually walk to the gym and then maybe do like, running intervals or sprints or jogging home or a walk maybe that's something to consider notice i say after the session because when you do obviously a weight session it's so exhausting you don't want to burn all your energy off by running as fast as you can to the gym and then being absolutely fucked with your session you don't want that 
So the same for like if you were cycling to the gym, just make it a nice leisurely cycle. I'm not talking going hardcore. Like you would for a warm-up in the gym. Do your warm-up as in going to the gym. That could be your warm-up. Then you get there, you crack on with your session, then you come home. Especially when the weather is decent, that's quite a nice way to do it. Obviously, this is for people where, you know, it is easier to do that. Obviously, I understand for people that maybe live further, it's a bit more difficult and a bit more different that way. So it's other things to think about. The other thing is when it comes to cardio, people quite often, I've seen this so many times, it will be a beautiful sunny day or just a dry day and there are people just running on the treadmill. And I'm thinking, why are you not outside? Why are you doing it there? You look bored, it looks boring, go out. People always say, I don't live in a scenic area. Well, I know for a fact that where I live, there is plenty to see. It's that we don't, we've got plethora, we've got countryside and we have seasides. So where I live, people literally have no excuse. But I can guarantee you that most places where people live, there is a park available or something like that. Get outside when it's a nice day. Don't do your cardio inside. That's flipping boring, man. Not just that, a waste of electricity if you're going to use those machines that require power. So like a step master or um, like the treadmill, those are actually doing. Now, cardio equipment that's probably more environmentally friendly are ones that generate their own power from being used. So that's those um, curved treadmills. You know the ones I mean where you do sprints on? I, for the life of me, cannot sprint on them. I feel like I'm going to fall arse over tit on that. Um some some bike machines power on that spinning bikes for example they definitely feed off your power that you put in so then the the screen comes up and the same for rowing machines as well um all of those kind of things are definitely gonna generate their own power from you moving it so they're they're pretty good for it so think about that when it comes to you wanting to do cardio just make those conscious decisions and the other thing is now i think about it because most I'd say most of my team still are home workouts. It is actually environmentally friendly because you're at home, you need to crack open a window rather than in the winter crank up the heating because you're getting hot. You're not driving to a gym or anything, you're just there. So you're less wasteful. And when you buy your gym equipment such as dumbbells and stuff like that for at home or a um, suspension trainer slash TRX, that's gonna last you a long time. So that's pretty sustainable, I would say. And that, that is a good thing. And trust me, I mean, I'm, I am a gym goer, I admit that, but that's for my own personal choices. But it has made me think when the weather finally is decent for me and I do have the time, then I would like to cycle to the gym, but my circumstances don't allow that at the moment, which is annoying. But yeah, so there is that. Um, just maybe just have a slight consideration with that but yeah now let's go into drinks first of all and i've made this transition recently so it's with beverages i've always had a reusable bottle no matter what i've always had a chili bottle um i've currently got now a sports one which looks all pretty and my husband got it for me um and it's one that you press a button and the water flows but I can fill it up all the time, it's insulated so it stays, the water stays nice and cold, it's dishwasher safe, so it lasts years, absolute years. It, you know, you can take it everywhere with you, it, gym, 
abroad, whatever. You can even take it whenever we get to go on holidays again. You can take stuff like that with you as long as it's empty. You can take it on the plane, those sort of things. Really, really good thing to think about just to have one of those. If you don't have one, I still see people in the gym these days that have a massive plastic like Evian bottle or something. And I'm like, why are you buying that? Why are you not just filling up a reusable bottle? In the long run, you'll save yourself money, you'll have less plastic waste, but also you're less likely to have, what is it called, BPA? The breakdown of plastics inside your drink. It's less likely to be that if you've got filtered water from home filled in your reusable bottles. So it's going to be a win-win situation. Now, the main transition that I've made recently is with my fizzy drinks. I'm not cutting out fizzy drinks because I like them. I enjoy them. And the amount of people that have gone to me, oh, Coca-Cola is terrible for you. It's full of all these chemicals. Look, I don't have a lot of it. I'm all about little and not too often is fine and it's not overconsumption, okay? But my biggest problem with buying things like cans of Coke, which we used to buy the big boxes of Diet Cokes and stuff, it's so wasteful. Then I thought, oh, do I get the big balls of Coke? It's still wasteful. you still got that plastic bottle you're throwing away and all of that. And also, again, BPA. And also, I found out recently... Um, they did a study on like cola drinks and Pepsi came out as having, wasn't it like a hundred plastic particles per bottle of Pepsi? And then Coca-Cola was like 10 particles or something. That's scary. That's going inside our systems. That can't be good for us. That can't be okay to do on a regular basis. So there's all these things to think about. So I bought Tom for Father's Day a soda stream machine so we're now having fizzy water with a tiny bit of cordial and then the bottles are recyclable. Now, if I can get cordials, which you can for SodaStream, which are glass, I'm going to do that. And I want to see if there's a way that I can then give that back and then get a glass one back. I don't know. think they do that yet. I don't think they do that. But I'm moving on to SodaStream now to try and just completely cut out buying any bottles of tonic water for my gin and tonics and Diet Coke, well, Coke Zero. Cutting that out, I'm going to try the SodaStream um, Coca-Cola, well, sorry, SodaStream Cola of their own. So I'm going to try it and see how I get on with that. It's all these things like energy drinks and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, I am guilty. Every now and then I buy a monster energy drink, but I just can't help but feel guilty when I buy these things, that how wasteful it is. Aluminium cans is easier to recycle, so yes, that is better. But if you're constantly buying, like, um, what is it called, Powerade or Lucasaid, those are plastic bottles that have then got a plastic film around them. That plastic film cannot be recycled. Let's make that transition and make a change for it. So uh, there's got there's different ways. Have a look online that you can make your own sports drinks. It's very simple, very, very simple. Um, I just don't like the taste, so I'm just not doing it. Um, the other thing is when you stay hydrated, you're going to have more energy anyway. And if you fuel your body correctly, you shouldn't really need to have to, as a regular person that's not doing um, very, very big, long endurance sessions like regular marathons or anything like that, then you don't really need to have these drinks anyway. Food-wise, so obviously everyone knows about the plastic packaging 
and how we don't really need it for our fruit and veg. We really don't. And supermarkets are very slowly getting there. But I know that like, there's one Tesco's in the whole of the UK which is doing zero plastic packaging on their veggies and stuff now. Well, that needs to obviously enrol more places. But what we can do is, if you can, try and start going to local green grocers or farm shops. They're often reasonably priced as well. They're not too expensive. The things that are expensive in those places are things that are imported locally sourced fruit and veggies which is actually incredibly environmentally friendly it's actually very reasonably priced and far more delicious there is so much more flavor in them and far higher nutritional value because it is so fresh so really really consider that um plus also when you go to like a green grocer or whatever they often give you a paper bag to use if you really need a bag so that's pretty easy to recycle, isn't it? So it's worth considering that as well. The other thing was, um, and I highly recommend listening to it. So I've been listening to, um, what's his name? Um, oh my God, his head, his name's gone from, uh, James Haskell. I've been listening to James Haskell's podcast and it's called What a Flanker. Have a listen, guys. He talks a lot about sports, nutrition and sports influencers all kinds of things have a listen it's he's really good but recently he interviewed the um, guys who own Bosch the vegan company and they talk about how to be really sustainable food so obviously cutting down on animal products obviously is very very much going to help that situation they said though you don't have to completely cut out animal produce completely in your life However, they said it's really, really advisable to start transitioning over to locally sourced foods. So, like meat, for example, get UK farm-based meats. Something like that is going to really help with that. Often now, I've found recently, I've noticed the packaging for, say, like the meats... If you take away the top film, which unfortunately is not recyclable, and then take that whatever that soak bit is at the bottom, take that out. The main tray dish, once you've rinsed it, that can be recycled. So I've found that a lot of places are doing that now. Um, so really consider that. Obviously, if you have the extra money to go to your butchers and things, a lot of them will use more environmentally friendly um, packaging, but they're also likely to have it all locally sourced meats, which is better. The same with fish consumption as well. So yes, I have seen sea spiracy and it did scare the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. And it's made me really cut down the amount of seafood particularly because I had no idea how much of an impact we had from the amount of seafood we ate. It was actually quite terrifying. And yes, I'm, I'm not about... Um, I don't like extremism, which is slightly on that. But it's made me think to make better choices and cut down on things. So moving forward, every now and then I have a source of fish, like a couple of times a week maximum. But normally I'll get like my omega-3s and omega-6s from like really healthy, so that's the healthy fats from good sources such as like an avocado or um, olive oil or eggs, things like that. I know I mentioned 
avocados, they are imported. I will agree, it's not great. But it's just an example. Instead of constantly going for like salmon and mackerel, which is incredibly overfished, and now there's those disgusting farms, which really made me feel quite sick seeing that. It made me kind of realise. And the fact that that, that colour of the salmon is not real. Oh, God. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, anyway... So I'm cutting down that. So what Tom and I are doing now is we're actually having a lot more plant-based protein, um, quite a lot during the weekdays. We've really fallen in love with fresh tofu, um, and particularly we like to fry it. And so we are trying to discover different sources and stuff to do it, but quite often we go towards like the Asian style of sauces. And we'll cover it in corn flour and then fry it in olive oil. I'm talking like a tablespoon between the two of us. So nothing drastic, nothing terrible. Um, and honestly, that seasoned with a little bit of salt and pepper is beautiful. Do that with um, some veggies. Oh, delicious. Absolutely gorgeous. So I highly recommend that. Um, so... When it comes to like consumption, obviously high protein snacks are very fashionable these days. Like, you know, the grenade bars, the spreads, the low calorie spreads, all of those, I get it. And I am a sucker for those. If I want a sweet treat, especially when I'm in a deficit, um, I do have in the past, I have gone for protein bars. However, I'm trying and I am consciously stopping myself from purchasing them now. Firstly, because they're expensive, but secondly, Every single one is individually wrapped in plastic. Do we really need that? Could we not instead get our protein sources from elsewhere throughout the day? And then you had like a larger bar of chocolate, right? Cut it down into portions. You've got less plastic waste from just that. Some chocolate bars even are wrapped in foil and recyclable paper. So both of those things can be recycled. Could you, yeah, like just not think of protein from other sources and then just have a little bit of chocolate later on? Just have a think about it. Um, same with like all these low calorie snacks and things. Um, that you got the company called Skinny Food and stuff like that. They're now selling like ready meal stuff. And my problem is, I get it, sometimes for convenience, ready meals are great, but it's the film on top is not recyclable. The sleeve is, and sometimes the tray is, but not always. So again, there's that, but also those are all heavily processed. Same with all the protein snacks and everything. And we should be cutting down the amount of processed foods we have. Don't get me wrong, some, a little bit a day is not going to harm you, but a lot, high consumption of it, it's not exactly great in the long-term health sort of thoughts. So just really think about that. Now, I did go online to search. I'm just opening up my laptop now to look at it on um, some more sustainably sourced protein powders, particularly for the UK. So I found a website that's called almostzerowaste.com and they've got loads of things from like zero waste recipes to making some good conscious swaps and to, what's that, it says DIY. So it's like making, I mean, it does things like making your own deodorant, shampoo, all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna admit I haven't looked at that yet, but. I, for example, for beauty products, I use Tropic Skincare because I know that they are much more ethically sourced and they're vegan and you can send back all of the packaging to then come back to, that goes to them or you can recycle the plastic bottles 
and you actually get money or discount off when you have sent back the bottle you then get money off your other skincare products so it's really good for that similar like with lush lush does the same as well um, but anyway protein powders um so what was it you got a, i've know someone that's used this company they're called form and they are all of their packaging is basically like made out of paper and it's ethically sourced protein so it's vegan protein um everything is like it's basically zero waste from that so that's amazing so i thought that was cool so that's form nutrition it's also available in the usa and europe um then i found another one called vitally vegan uh very much a plant-based plastic free protein powders um, again and they're using some lovely superfoods such as flax seeds sea greens maca i can never say it's acai and matcha all really nice things um, and they've enriched a lot of their products with vitamin b12 which a lot of people who are plant-based diet do lack in so that's a really good one the other one that i know is really popular is called misfits they are a plant-based company as well they only have three flavors of their protein powders but they're also into um you know having things being as um, environmentally friendly as possible the only thing i'd say is they have got protein bars but they are still in plastic packaging at the moment so just bear that in mind um but yeah have a look at those i think that's pretty pretty cool um yeah what was what else was i going to bring up so yeah that website's called almost zero waste.com i'm also about when it comes to meal prepping reducing the the waste in how much food you have so tom and i are very good at this actually it's one thing i'm very proud of us too is we don't waste food in this house um if we notice something's going to go off soon we put it in the freezer immediately and then it lasts longer we do one food shop a week and that is it and we never waste anything so i'm very much please plan out your week what you're going to have does if it means you have to go on a sunday or a monday evening just to go and get everything sorted for your week do it. It's going to make you waste less food. You're less likely to go and buy snacks because you've got everything planned out for you. And you're actually going to save yourself a lot of money as well. A hell of a lot of money. We buy most of our food from Lidl and Aldi. because Well, Aldi's amazing for like vegan products in particular, but Lidl is really upping their game at the moment, really noticing a few extra products. Um, so yeah, really consider that. Um, but um, Aldi's got a huge area now for like vegans and stuff. Now I'm not saying go vegan or whatever, but cutting down on animal products, but not completely cutting it out, not a bad decision to make. So it's having like tofu, tofu beans, pulses, and all those kind of things during the week um, could do benefit a lot of benefit for you. I found when I was eating like the um, the Aldi meat-free meatballs with Aldi's black bean spaghetti which is high in protein both those are good protein sources then cutting up loads of veggies making a tomato based sauce my dinner was really high in fiber as well as high in protein so doing that and then having corn mince a couple of times a week i noticed that my gut health massively improved big time so really think about that because this could really help you in terms of having your fiber intake up there so the next thing I want to talk about is clothing. As we all know, fashion is a fad and it is incredibly damaging to the environment. We know that, but I read online that it's actually 300 times more damaging 
than most other industries. That's terrifying. And it's funny because, well, fast fashion, as we know, is the most damaging. You know, that's from like your Primark, H&M and other cheap sort of companies that uh, Boohoo.com is another one or Pretty Little Thing. We get these cheap items in. They last us a little while. They fall apart. We throw them in the bin. It's so wasteful and so damaging. So I've made a conscious decision to stop buying cheap clothes. I'm trying to obviously reuse everything I have at the moment, accessorize with it differently. Now, what I more want to talk about really is active wear and the fashion industry, because obviously it's a huge area now. You've got so many brands from Riderwear, Do You Even, Gymshark, Booty. Oh God, I could go on for a while. But there's just, and then you've got people like Adidas, Nike, all the old school ones, Reebok, Puma, loads, there's tons. One thing I will note with Adidas though, they do use recycling in, so they recycle a lot of plastics and put it in their products. Not completely, but they do. So my way about this is I know I buy a lot of gym clothes, but I'm very much a firm believer, any clothing item I buy, it's gonna be costing a little bit more money, but it's there for the long run. I'm gonna have it for a long, long time until it probably has holes in it, it's festering, and I really shouldn't have it anymore. I'm very much doing that with all of my wardrobe now. I used to be like, oh my God, people have seen me wear this outfit before, but now I'm like, who cares? So what? It's a nice outfit. You bought that for a reason. Have it again. So I'm making that decision, but also the same with gym gear. I'm just gonna make sure that I stop buying cheap stuff. I found in the past if I bought a cheap sports bra, a cheap pair of leggings, they lasted five minutes, fell apart, I threw it in the bin. Not worth it. Now, if you are gonna be clearing out your wardrobe, obviously try and sell it first, like try eBay, Spock, Vintage, all of those. It's no harm in trying. You can leave it up there for like a couple of weeks or something. No good, No luck, take the item off, unlist it, and you could take it to like those cash for clothes. So they give you like a fiver for a couple of kilos of clothes. Trust me, that adds up quite quickly. It's really worth doing. H&M also give you a voucher if you take it in a few bags worth. So just fun fact for you. And same like, you know, if you've got things that got holes in them and that you could do that. Or if you can't be asked, you've only got like a one little carrier bags worth. Taking it to a clothing bank, no matter what, If you read it on the side, it says any materials put in here, if we can't sell it or reuse it for charity, the the materials are recycled and used for other purposes in life. Game changer. Why are we not all doing that? So I've been doing that for quite some time now. So definitely something worth to think about. So yeah, hope that gives you a kind of perspective. But I'm also like I go back to um, fashion in active wear. You want something that's going to fit properly, it's going to last a long time, something that's squat proof, all of those things, soak in your sweat, spend that little bit extra, it is worth it. And then you don't waste so much. And then I'm going to finish off talking about feminine products. So obviously with things like tampons, panty liners, that they are very much plastic based and don't get me wrong, I've always had them as like a, a safety net as it were when it comes to like menstruation time. And 
there are so many products out there now that are more environmentally friendly and less plastic waste. So that's things like moon cups. You can also get tampons now, which are, I believe, are um, cotton or paper based um, and are made and can be made from recycled materials. So apparently they're really good. And the other thing is you can get what's it, this company, it's called Modi Body, which is basically underwear that soaks in your period blood. I know, gross, sorry guys. But you can then put it in the washing machine and then it is all a-okay again. You can reuse it constantly. And you've got ones from like light flow all the way to very heavy flow. So that's something that they are expensive to buy. I will say that now. It's like £18 a pair. But if that lasts me years, I think that's definitely worth a consideration. Having a couple of those for like nighttime wear and then having a moon cup for during the daytime. So have a think about it. So I hope that's kind of given you a few ideas of how to be a bit more environmentally friendly in terms of with health and nutrition. Um, but please, if you have any more ideas, I would love to hear about it. Please, by all means, send me a message, send me an email. I'd love to hear more about it. There's so many more things. I feel like I'm gonna do another one of these podcasts, very similar subject, very soon. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you.